It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, we win on Tuesday night football. We're all feeling good. And now we're just hoping Nick Sirianni's okay. What news to have after we, we a glorious Tuesday night win. We're all feeling good, and we'll get to the Giants preview. We'll get to the Parks picks later. We'll dive through every single game on the slate, but... Got to start with our boy, man. Uh, obviously, first and foremost, all we care about is Nick being okay. You know, obviously, he seems like you know had some some symptoms, but said he was doing better and stuff. So you know, all signs trending in the right direction. That's really good. We'll get to the impact of Nick potentially missing the Giants game. We'll get to that, but first, just you know, take me through you. You know, you're where we do our pod. You know, yeah, that we're we're talking about the win, all good, and then you know, just a few hours later, it's like boom. Yeah, guess what, well, Nick. And the timing, too, just because we probably spent the majority of that pod talking like, man, you're in on Sirianni now. And like, oh, he did such a great job. And could he be coach of the year? And like and like all those things. And so then like life saying, slow your roll. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then I open uh, my computer to get on the Zoom because it was virtual yesterday. And I see like a notification on Twitter being like, oh, Sirianni has COVID. And it's like, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you mentioned, like. He is vaccinated, so I mean, all all person, all coaches and stuff have to be to be to be in the building. But um, he is vaccinated, so obviously that's a good thing in terms of you worry about his health. I mean, he's still young and in good shape. But um, it was obvious, like right away when he got on the Zoom, that he was clearly sick. Like he looked congested, he looked tired. Um, he was staying in he's staying in a hotel room. I would assume to stay away from his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think the the reasoning for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, like there's two ways to look at this. There's like the personal side of it, which is, he seems like he's probably feeling like he has a cold and you hope he feels better soon. Uh, and then the other side of it is, is the Eagles side of it, which is, will he be there on Sunday? And I don't, I just don't know. I mean, on one hand you would think he has a few days, but if he has to like test negative to come back, I mean, if his symptoms started, so the Eagles played Tuesday, let's say his symptoms, his symptoms started Wednesday, like he, it's not enough time where uh, he would just be he wouldn't be contagious anymore, right? Like I think it's ten days where where you're not considered contagious anymore. So I, I don't know if he if he's going to be there on Sunday, and I, I think it's definitely a loss if he's not there. I'd be curious to get your opinion on like how big of a loss you think it would be. Yeah, I think it's pretty massive. And and again, like you know, like you said, I think everyone in Eagles Nation, you know, we're all just saying, you know. We want Nick to be healthy and, and okay, first and foremost. That goes without saying. But once we move past that and, and discuss the ramifications of it, yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty big deal, man. You know, and again, like right. you're you feel good that we're playing the Giants and we'll get into that. But you know, a Jake Fromm led Giants team now, of course, it's 
it's hard to say that after the Giants beat us a couple weeks ago, obviously. So it's hard to be like, oh, yay, we're playing the Giants. But, you know, you do feel good that it's not Dallas week or whatever, you know, uh, or, or even that second Washington game, a tougher opponent. So I guess that's a, a good thing. But look, I mean, you know, <laughs> you said it, right? Coming off that last pod, you know, if you ask me who I'm most impressed with right now, who do I feel is most responsible for the Eagles playing great football over their last eight games and having the best offense in the league over the last eight games and all that type of stuff that you see, like, I think it's Nick. And I said yeah. that after the game. I feel like he is the the heart of this team obviously is that coach but i feel like everything he's done like we talked about not just in terms of keeping the team together and the connecting and all that type of stuff but just in terms of becoming a great play caller like i feel so confident with him calling the plays now and and that alone just that issue alone forgetting about not having your your emotional leader there you know cuz that's who he is as head coach like we always talk about like he is an emotional leader type of head coach someone who leader of men leader yeah you know is heading in that direction Elliot there you Short go. Parks. Yeah. yes but um, I, you know, so that alone is a loss. But but I think the play calling thing is even a bigger loss. And and look, mm. who knows how Shane Steichen will do? Who knows how Kevin Petula would do as the head coach for that game? But like, all we can go off of is what we saw Shane Steichen do in his limited time calling plays with the Chargers, and it didn't go great. You know, so like, right. who knows? I certainly don't feel nearly as confident with Shane Steichen calling the plays. Now you'll assume, obviously, even if he's not on the sideline in the moment. Nick is going to, you know, have a game plan ready. He's going to be involved in all that type of stuff. He's going to, you know, talk to Shane about how they call the plays and all that. But yeah, I, what do you think? You're around this team all the time. But for me, yes, this is a, a if Nick can't go on Sunday, I feel like that's a pretty damn big loss for this team on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into the the Parks picks and stuff later. You do wonder if maybe like Giants plus 10 and a half you know, might be, might be the move there. But um, I, I just think like, so on one hand, it sounds hypocritical to say, or they, the two ideas don't match up because on one hand, we just said on the last pod, man, like, you know, he's doing such a great job and, and look at the time management. There's no issues with that. And he's, he's, you know, he's doing a great play caller. I'm talking about, he has this it factor. And then he gets on the zoom and he's like, well, you know, Shane Steichen helps calls plays and Kevin Petullo kind of helps with this. So like in practice runs itself and it's almost like, well, Nick, does it even matter if you're there? Like, you know, like the, the, Nick, you're not right. really helping your coach of the year case right here. Exactly. Buddy. Exactly. And I know he's just saying that. Yeah, And that's what he should say. Right. Because he wants exactly, to instill yeah. confidence in the fan base and in his team that if he's not there, everything will be OK. So you should right. say and, that. But it's still to your point, it does kind of take away from everything we said. Exactly. So on one hand, I do think they can still win this game without Nick Sirianni there. Like Jonathan Gannon still going to handle the defense, like in terms of game day stuff. And I do believe him. Like now is Shane Steichen calling the plays? No, but I do think like, like you said, well, in the moment series, he is. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, he's going to have to call some plays. Like I'm sure there's a game plan in the first. No, 15, no, no, no. Oh. Sorry. I meant on Sundays. I, oh, I, I, I got meant, you. Like, I got prior, you. I, oh, I was so confused. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? No, yeah. He's definitely going to call the plays. Uh, yeah, I was for like, sure. wait, now, wait, what are you talking about? Is there like yeah. some sort of weird uh, uh, headset thing they can get away with? Yeah. Right. That. Which honestly I think should be allowed. But I do that's too. A, they talked about that. That came up for the first time with Stefanski in the playoffs last year. If you'll remember when he had to miss the playoff game and they talked about that and they couldn't do but I'm with you like why not like I know it's you know the NFL and no outside help and all this I get it but like still I I wouldn't or or like so some coaches or offensive coordinators sit up in a box like why couldn't Sirianni be up in a box by himself yeah it's another it's like a punishment you know like look the NFL moved the game for Washington you know like they can't toss the Eagles a bone here I love that idea give him his personal quarantine box and let him call the freaking game yeah, he can use a WIP box. We'll we'll kick everyone. Yes, in for, support for that idea. But um, so what what I was trying to say was like Shane Steichen is involved in calling plays like prior, right? Like throughout the season, he's been involved in calling plays. So I do think that is good. It's not like someone's coming in cold. Like Shane has an idea of what Nick likes. He's he's involved in, in calling the plays. So it's not like uh. You know, if you had a defensive head coach and you lose your offensive coordinator, right? Like there, there. I think that there is still some sim, some symmetry there, if that's the right word. Like I, I do think it, that'll be somewhat okay. But ultimately, like Nick's the one making the calls. Nick's the one deciding when to call timeouts, and I know he gets help from that in his ears with like w- with reviews and stuff. 
But I, I do think it's a loss. Like, I do. I, and, and to your point about the emotional leader thing, like, he's not in the building all week, right? Like, I know he can give, he can talk to the team via Zoom, but, like, that's just not the same thing as being in the room, right? He says practice runs itself, but it's not the same as having him out there on the field. Like, I'm out at practice for the first 15 minutes. He's walking around, talking to players, small talking, you know, th those type of things. And I think that stuff's important, especially this week, right, where, where it's a short week and things are already kind of different. So, I definitely think it's a loss. To your point, the fact that it's the Giants helps. But but my bigger concern, and we're recording this uh, Thursday at about 9.30 a.m., a rare recording time for us. Normally, it is. Yeah, it is. Never, yeah. never. Well, normally never I'm working, works. but I was off work today, so all good. Yeah. Very but, rare. But my bigger concern is it's now been four people in four days put on this COVID list. Three of them have been in the offensive line room. One is obviously Sirianni. I just wonder between now and when this game happens, like, I mean, this feels a little bit like the start of what happened to Washington, right? Like Montez Sweat had it, and then more defensive linemen had it, and then more defensive linemen had it, and all of a sudden you have a breakout. And, you know, it's interesting how we talk about COVID now versus a year ago where, like, we almost talk about it now in a way like trying to predict who's going to get it. And, like, we, you know, we start the pod by saying, well, we hope Sirianni's okay, but then we get right into the football aspect of it. Whereas a year ago, like, we knew so much less about it, and there was much more. I think if Sirianni tested a year ago, we'd been much more concerned. Totally. Now we know totally. he's vaccinated and all those things. So it feels weird to sit here and like predict an outcome. I mean, sorry, predict an outbreak because it almost feels, I mean, more icky. Like right it feels word, icky. Yeah, icky. icky. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like we're going to do like a mock draft of who we think might get COVID and who not, who might not. But like, th there is, I think, it's a reality I mean, that a we have to worry. like consider it, is the point. Right, and I think there should be like a legit worry that there might be an outbreak on this team, just because if you look at where this is trending, I mean, again, well, and you look at uh, and you look at all the other teams in the league, Elliot. It seems like when this happens with, I mean, like look at Kansas City right now, the Chargers, like all these teams, like it'll they'll be like, oh, Austin Eckler has it, and then it's like next day, fourteen new guys are put right. on, twelve new guys, eleven new guys, ten new guys, whatever it is. Like, I I think it's not just the where we're at, but it's like evidence we're seeing around the league like it's not just Washington that affected us in the moment but Cleveland's game was also moved the Rams game was also moved this week it's looking like the Chiefs are in trouble like we just talked about the Chargers the Jets had like 15 people put on including Robert Sala so it's not just the 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 Washington thing it's like this is happening across the league right now well not and then and, you know to take it a step further it's not just the league right, right? like it's, the NHL the NBA is, is shutting down. Yeah, the NBA right, right? Exactly, so exactly. it seems like he's hitting sports especially hard but even just like outside of that i mean you know i can't speak to like even in my own personal life i feel like more people i know are catching covid than before like it seems like it's obviously like there's a spike so you know the the uh nfl they're tested more often, or at least they were prior to them changing these rules. But like, so I do think there's going to be more players on the Eagles that test positive. So I think like the, the team in the game we're talking about now could look a lot different come, come Sunday. Tuesday night football, baby. That's what you're saying, Elliot. Like well, we could said, you, could our last pod title was play every game on a Tuesday. Who knew we were prescient, Elliot? I know. I mean, I honestly wouldn't hate that since it's a day after Christmas, but like two days. Could after. you imagine if this ended in the Eagles forfeiting a game? Elliot, I'm not even going to go there. I can't, could you no. imagine? Uh, I, of course I could. I can imagine anything with this this you know situation, also with the way the Eagles somehow get the raw end of a, a stick with this type of stuff. So, right. yeah, I could totally see it. But I think you make a great point, Elliot, that like right now, and it is, you know, obviously your your point about how we discussed a year ago and, and now is obviously very, you know, on point too. And, and obviously there's a lot more information. We know more and all that, but it is – it is fascinating in the sense of like talking about this Nick thing where you're right. Like you think when the when the Nick news comes out, I think every single person, at least everyone with a heart, is like, Oh God, I hope he's okay. And then when you hear him and you see that he's getting better or he says he's getting better, or whatever, you feel like better about him. Like obviously we're still concerned, but like you feel better about that, then you immediately jump to How's it impact the game? Right. Could more people get it? How's it going to influence the locker room? Like, there are all these other factors of it. You're so right that a year ago, like, we would not have talked about. Like, we are so right well, about that. Even so it's, it's a fascinating a situation. Think about a year ago. And again, it can't be stated enough. Like, there is a vaccine now. Yes, so that is a, yes. ma and a, lot <laughs> that is a massive difference. And, and, and all that type of stuff, of course. Right. But it is like a year ago, if this was happening, there would be massive cries to shut the league down. 
like without question, right? Like if there were this many outbreaks, it what's it? And I guess they weren't testing as much last year or whatever. But like if there were this many outbreaks last year, like there's no question the league would be shut down. And I'm not saying that's what they should be. That's what they should do. It's just interesting how we've become desensitized to it in a way where remember when Doug tested positive, it was like a huge deal, right? Like for days and days it was talked about and everybody was worried about him. Nick tested positive and like 15 minutes later, we're talking about like, oh, who's Kevin Petula, right? And, so And Nick had symptoms, whereas Doug was asymptomatic. Exactly. And Nick, and look, Nick's healthy and all that. So I'm not like trying to scare people or anything. But again, on the Zoom, like he looked and sounded sick. And what's crazy is after the game on Tuesday, and I'd imagine there's adrenaline involved in all that stuff. He sounded fine. Like at the podium, he looked and sounded like his normal self. And then Wednesday morning, he definitely looked sick. So it obviously hit him quick. You know, I, I don't, you know, who knows? And he did the thing with Rivera where he put the. Uh, yeah, I his, saw that at the end of the game where he put his thing up to go. What was your read on that, by the way? So it's funny because I noticed it and I thought it was weird. And in hindsight, it's weird. Like, I'm sure there are conspiracy theory people out there saying Nick knew he had it or whatever. Right. Um, I the my, honestly in the moment my read on it was twofold. It was one like obviously what he's the coach of a team that is in the middle of an outbreak so it's smart to do that. But also I think it was a respect thing. Ron Rivera had I cancer. Agree. Like Ron Rivera had cancer. Like you know what I mean like you don't mess around. Like so I I honestly think Nick was doing that respectfully like I'm not messing around with anything with Ron Rivera. I'm taking every precaution. Was my and and that's maybe because we know Nick's a really good guy and all that type of stuff, but that was my read on it at least. Yeah, so I definitely don't think that Nick knew he had Nick knew or thought he had no, COVID. No, 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 no. My read was that he was, that he was, he was, it was a Ron Rivera thing for me. Yeah. And well, even just a pass a Ron Rivera thing, I think it's the probably Washington something thing. all of us deal with in our everyday life where like you walk up, if you're walking up to somebody and they have their mask on, like you do it out of, you know, you put yours on out of respect, even though in that situation, maybe, you know, he's outside, totally, right? Totally. Like all those things. Yeah. But, like when you go to shake someone's hand, you know, like if someone doesn't want to shake your hand, you don't shake their hand. If they want to shake exactly. your hand, you'll shake so, their hand, whatever. I think he was probably like, I don't have a mask. Let me do the best thing I can, can, can which is like, I think he I pulled agree. up his hoodie or whatever and just tried to be respectful about it. Like, I, I, I don't think, again, in seeing him on Tuesday, like talking to him, he, he did not seem like he was sick on Tuesday. So it just seemed like it hit him hard on Wednesday, you know, just kind of yeah. is what it is. Like, who knows how these things hit people, how they were. And that's the thing about with him testing out. Like, on one hand, I'm like, there's no shot he'll be ready for for Sunday. Then on the other hand, I'm like, well, who knows how this will impact him personally? So, you know, who knows? Yeah, and again, it, it's who knows if he can test out, if he feels better. I mean, he might not even feel better. You know, he might still have That's symptoms. That's a good point, like, too. So yeah. we, we just don't know, and it's a massive thing. And obviously, again, just, you know, we're, we're thinking about you, Nick, because, like oh. – Oh, like last pod, obviously we talked about how much we're in on him right now as a coach now, excited we are, but like, I don't think there's a single person in Philadelphia, whether you think he's a good coach or not, who doesn't think he seems like a, a hell of a guy, you know, like he seems like a wonderful oh, yeah, for person. Sure. So, you know, that that's first and foremost, obvious. Well, and the other part of it too is like, let's be real. If anybody seems like they love Christmas and I love Christmas, but if anybody seems like they love Christmas, it's Nick Sirianni, right? Like, does this man not scream that he loves Christmas? Yes. And now- Think of the timing with this. Yeah, like no he, family. Yeah, he's going to be in a hotel all week. Like, he's going to miss his Christmas. Like, that super sucks. So, yeah, just a, it's a sucky situation overall. It really is. All right, I want to get to the Giants game in a few because, you know, to the point you made before, like, we do have a game coming up, and um, maybe it'll get played on Sunday. Maybe it won't. We'll see how things trend over the next few days. But um, before we dive into the game itself, along these lines here, because we all know uh, at least enough about Shane Steichen, you know, it's not like we hear from him a ton, but he does do press conferences every week. He was an offensive coordinator in the league, all that type of stuff. I think people have a general idea who Shane Steichen is, but we found out from from Nick that um, Shane would be calling the plays, but Kevin Petullo would be the head coach if Nick can't go on Sunday, which as we've talked about, like obviously there's a real possibility that happens. Tell the Goldbirds listeners who the hell Kevin Petullo is. Because I think once they signed him, coming over from Indianapolis as, you know, the passing game coordinator, offensive coordinator, offensive game coordinator, whatever the, the title is or whatever, like, we have heard nothing. I don't think Kevin Petullo's name has come up on the Goldbirds podcast all season long. Since kickoff of the start of the season, Am I wrong? Because I'm 99% sure neither of us have said the name Kevin Matula. Maybe you mentioned it once in passing in a cycling type of thing about talking about coaches or whatever. Yeah, but I don't like, think I mentioned him there. Exactly. Yeah. So point being that like Kevin Matulo could be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, and I don't think many Eagles fans have any idea who he is. So Elliot Shore Parks, who's Kevin Matulo? Yeah, I wish people could tell me that too, right? Like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so 
The only memory I have of Kevin Petullo since he's been hired, he spoke to us when he was first hired, and there was nothing really noteworthy there. I do think, remember the, the scene, uh, or you, weren't, you weren't there, but in training camp where Sirianni really ripped into Reger. Remember that was like yeah, that big thing? Petullo, Kevin Petullo, if I remember correctly, was there ripping into him as well with Sirianni. So like that is oh, one memory. Oh, you're selling yeah. me on Petullo already. That is, yeah, that Going is one, that is one memory. One memory I have of uh, of Patulo, but I, I think having him be the head coach makes sense just from a workflow standpoint yeah. because nothing changes for anybody else. Whereas if you move, let's say Steichen or well, you know you're already James, asking Steichen to call plays too, like you're going to make exactly. a guy who hasn't called plays all year on his own to call plays and be the head coach. Like that's asking a lot. Well, and also imagine from your perspective if they had made Gannon the nope, head coach. No, nope. I'm not even going to consider that a possibility. See, Nick gets it. Nick didn't do that. <laughs> Nick he knows, gets yeah. it. Nick knows. Um, but, uh, no, so I, I, Kevin Petullo like has a lot of experience with, uh, Sirianni. He's been with the Colts when he was there. Um, they didn't work together in LA, but they, I think they must've met when they were in Indianapolis. He literally flew with Sirianni from, uh, I guess Indy to, to Philly when he, remember that video of him walking around yes, the Novacare? Yes, of course. He, Kevin Petullo was there for that. So he's basically Sirianni's right-hand man. And I think that's important to note because, I'd imagine they think about things the same way, or at least he has a lot of exposure. It's like how we talk about, uh, you know, Sirianni being on Frank Reich's coaching tree or like how, you know, he has similarities to him or whatever. I think it's like Alexander Hamilton and George Washington. It's an excellent point. He's his right-hand man. One might say the the Eagles are in need of a a right-hand man, but, um, (laughs) Yeah, so I think, you know, again, he's not Sirianni. Like, Sirianni, as I said on the last pod, I think has a bit of an it factor. He has, like, head coaching qualities as a personality and stuff. I don't know if Kevin Petullo's there. Um, as far as Shane Steichen, like, look, Shane Steichen has been involved in the offense being good. So I'm not going to diminish his role or, like, say he hasn't done a good job. But I just have to be honest when I say the same feelings I get when I'm around Sirianni are the opposite of when I'm around Shane Steichen. Like, oh, man. I'm, I'm not impressed by Steichen. He's very, like, he, I mean, again, it's just press conferences. And Comes I off as very dry in the press conferences. I yeah, know well, that. Also, There's zero personality in the ones I've watched. Yeah, he got fired, right, from, from L.A., which I know it was a new staff, so it's not super crazy. But, like, he was fired. The other coaches they hired were hired from jobs where, where they hadn't been let go. Um, when he was fired from it, from uh, from L.A., like a lot of their fans were super happy he was fired. And I always think that's a great indication as to like how this guy really you is. You know, like, that's my thing, Elliot. I love right. it. It's such a good rudimentary way to see how good someone is. If fans are upset he's gone, that you got him, I get excited. If fans are like, enjoy that guy, I'm like, uh-oh. Exactly, yeah. So I, I know that he called a lot of screens when he was there. I, I think he ran the ball quite a bit. So I, I don't think much will change. And look, he's adapted. He's he's adjusted to what Sirianni wants to do and all that. But I, I do think like this, the Shane Steichen thing is worrisome to me. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the game itself. Um, and we'll again we'll make our picks on this game and and all the others later. But but just you know we've talked a little bit about or talked a lot about the Nick thing and the coaching situation. Spin it forward to the game, like taking this into account. And let's talk about it like, you know, if I had to bet, I would bet that Nick's not ready on Sunday. And again, this is so hard to predict and stuff like right, that. Right, we have no idea. Literally we have no, no idea. idea. But taking it into account the the um, unsuredness, so to speak, of whether Nick will be there and the whole situation, like I think we both felt, and I know you texted me right after the game on Tuesday night saying the Eagles are going to smoke the Giants. Like you, yeah. you felt really confident and I was like, totally agree, I'm with you. How much has this situation, and forgetting, like, look, obviously they could lose more players. We can't speculate on that. We don't know what's going to happen. But taking this whole situation into account, the potential they could lose more players, the Nick thing and all that, like, how much less confident are you going into Sunday now? Not not a ton less confident, Good. I'll say. I mean, the the Giants are really bad. Like, like, and I know worse the Eagles than lost. even we than when they played the Eagles. I mean, what like as bad as Daniel Jones is, like Mike Lennon is is light years worse, and I think Jake Fromm is is significantly worse. Too. Well, it's definitely going to be Fromm. Yeah, I know. I, I was saying Glennon because yeah. he played most of those oh, games, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm just yeah. commenting on. Yeah, he's horrendous. I think Fromm's a better option than Glennon just because it can't be worse. But yes. you know, Jake Fromm has never started a game in the NFL, so that matters. Yeah, and I, I think Fromm has a little bit of like an un you don't know what you know, he he had a good college career. Like there's just a little bit of worry. I liked there, him at I Georgia, say. man. I liked him at Georgia. I, I did too. I, I thought he was good. I was I was in on Jake Fromm at Georgia. Yeah, and I think at one point he was viewed as like one of the top prospects. Yes, and, and then, then he kind of fell to the fourth round out of nowhere and all that. But I there was like a period like early in that season where he's like, 
you know, one of those guys they mentioned with like whoever it was, like Tua at the time, or whoever it was, being like, "From going to be a top one," you know? Yeah. Right. So, I was I actually watched the uh, the Giants game, and I saw like when he came in, he played well. Quick side note: it was such a classic like Joe Judge point the finger at somebody else move when he benched Glennon with three minutes to go. I know. Game. Like I know. Like, dude, pull him earlier. Then if you if if it's really about like not just embarrassing the guy, then then pull him earlier. But anyway, so. I Possible my, my, Joe Judge is tanking. Just yo, saying. Just throwing there that go. out there. Joe Judge, man. Like, whatever. Just I'm not going to get. Loser. Flat yeah, out. I'm loser. not going to get on a Joe Judge. The loseriest loser of losers. That's how I feel about Joe Judge. So, even though the Eagles lost to the Giants, like, let's be real about that game. Hertz played the worst game of his career, in my opinion. They had two drops at the end by your boy Rager, right? Where that that, that could have could have won them the game. Like as bad as the Eagles played, they had touchdown called back, all those things. They still should have won that game. So I, I don't view that game as like, oh, the Giants actually match up well with the Eagles or whatever. Like I know their games are always close just because it's a divisional game. But I don't view that loss as a red flag about this game. If anything, I think the fact they already lost that game means they're far more likely to win this game because the chances of them getting swept by the Giants just feel extremely slim. So, again, who knows what happens between now and Sunday. We do know the coaching staff situation. As I mentioned, like from a unbiased, like just strictly looking at it perspective, I do think the Giants plus 10.5 might be the bet just because of all the unknown. But... I think the Eagles are definitely going to win the game. Yeah, so I'm I'm right there with you. That's like kind of exactly where I am. I'm nervous that it could be a closer game than it should be because of all this stuff, but I just don't see this Eagles team who played the Giants 2 weeks ago, like 3 weeks ago whatever it was. It wasn't that I guess with the bye for you know, a month ago, but like in terms right. of game, they've only played 2 games since they played the Giants. That game, it's their last loss. It is fresh in their mind. They know how if they had won that game, the position they'd be sitting in right now in terms of in the driver's seat in that seven spot. Like, I, you you have to at least hope and assume that they understand the stakes of this game and that they're not going to lose the Giants again. Like that, I, I, and it's at home. And you know, I know it's four days rest. We haven't really talked much about that. We're talking about the Sirianni issues and all that. Like we, do, that is part of it, right? The Giants play on Sunday. Right. The Eagles are playing on played on Tuesday. Like. That adds to the disadvantage for the Eagles. That adds to my, you know, whatever level of concern there is. But on a basic level, and look, again, I I was nervous about the last Giants game just because I didn't trust the team, but I also thought they were going to win that game. Um, I would be really surprised if they, and again, like to the point I just made, they could lose it. You know, we just saw them lose the Giants when we thought they weren't going to, but, um, and all this weird earmuffs, one, two, three, all this weird shit going on doesn't make me, you know, help my confidence level. Um, I'm not really sure that's an earmuff word for what it's worth. Really? You think it's just fine to say now? I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess you couldn't say it on the radio. So from that perspective, that's why I go with maybe it. Maybe it is, you know? but I wouldn't you know? call it, like, I don't think it's like a hard curse word. No, I agree. But I mean, if people are listening with their children, hey kids, how you guys doing? Well, Thanks for look, listening. At, we love at, you. I don't know if people on the pod know, but you are a father. So uh, yes, I, you know, yes. You're nobody a knows. More I've never. Yeah, let me let me tell everyone. You might not know. I am a father as of three years ago. So it's wow. pretty exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Breaking news. We should have led the pod with <laughs> we that. We should have. Who knew? That's unbelievable. Um. So you know. Well, for yeah, I'm with you. Look, I I say earmuffs one two three shit in front of zoe and i you know wow yeah yeah it'll so happen. I but call it's child protective services <laughs> yes, yeah. but you just said it's not a curse word i mean what are we no, doing I know. um all right back to the eagles i do i do feel confident they're gonna win this game but i'm i'm nervous and to your point about the potential and again not we're not gonna theorize them we're not gonna guess but if they start losing more players and you know any key players for this game on Sunday, then you you know you start to really get concerned because then it that's a, a snowball effect with all this stuff so so yeah, one thought I do on have them. on this is, and I know you're you're not going to want to hear this for whatever reason, but like Gannon's defenses don't get lit up by bad quarterbacks. Well, so they, they better not in this one. They, yeah, they, they better they, not. We right. need jo- Jonathan Gannon, Mr. Coach Guy. No, Nick, you're in charge, buddy. Yeah, not really. So I know you probably want him to hold the offense like three points for you to be impressed. But that's but Jake regard- Fromm. Let's say seven. Okay, that's an un- unbelievably unfair expectation. But okay. Like, so the, the point I'm making in terms of the game is I think I would be very surprised if the Eagles give up more than 20 points. Like, I would be very surprised by that. On the flip side, I think the Eagles offense can't help but play better than they did in that first game. And they still ended with what? It, was it seven in that game? Uh, seven. they lose that game? They 14, lost 13-7. Yeah, something like that. So 
So I, I think just point blank, like the defense will play well enough for the win, for them to win. And I think Jalen Hurts can't possibly play as worse as he did before. So I, I, that's like my rudimentary reason to think they win is I think the defense will shut down the Giants offense and that you saw against the Giants like they moved the ball against the Giants they just kept messing it up in the red zone I don't think that'll happen this time yeah I'm, I'm with you and we'll get to our official pick on the game later uh, when we do the picks in just a few minutes but um I agree I, I feel you know cautiously confident confident about this game everyone always does the cautiously optimistic I'm cautiously confident yes, about this like game all right a couple more things to get to and then we'll dive through all uh the games quickly um look I I don't get it <laughs> I just I don't get it I get it from a player perspective I don't and, and I'm not ripping any of this people can feel how they feel but like I don't get the being upset about the Pro Bowl. Like, congratulations, mm. Jason Kelsey. Congratulations, Darius Slay. I think both absolutely deserved it. And I think those are the only two Eagles I thought were should have been locks. Like, the only two Eagles I would have been like, well, that's unfair if they don't make it. Like, I know, like, you could argue Jake Elliott. You could argue Lane Johnson. You could argue, you know, these other guys, Hargrave, whatever you want to say. But, like, I, I don't think they were, like, super big snubs or anything like that. Like, but also, like, on a basic level, like, I just don't care about the Pro Bowl. Like, it's such a joke of a thing. Ultimately, like, six more Eagles are going to make it because 14 other guys are going to bail out of it. Like, guess what? At some point, John Hargate probably will be a Pro Bowler. Like, whatever. All Pro, if you want to argue about All Pro and talk about All Pro snubs, cool. I'm fine with that because you know what? All Pro matters. Like, All Pro is a true representation of the best players each year. And on Hall of Fame resumes and all that type of stuff, it matters a hell of a lot more than Pro Bowls. And I get the Pro Bowl still matters there, and I get the Pro Bowls matter for money. So, again, for the players themselves, totally get it. If you want to be upset you didn't make the Pro Bowl, have at it. It makes sense. I I just – and I know – and look, I, I feel like I'm in the minority because I, I think a lot of Eagles Twitter was really upset about some of the snubs. Like, I just can't get there, Elliot. I just can't care. Mm-hmm. So – my thoughts are, I agree with you on the whole snub thing. Like, I don't think Javon Hargrave was snubbed. Like, he had a very good start to the year, and I understand he has better stats than Kyle, Kyle Allen. Kenny but Clark. Hart, Hart, what? Kenny Clark. You said Kyle Allen, who's the oh, wow. quarterback still, for Washington. Yeah, Kenny Clark. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, my brain is still in Washington mode. But I know he has better stats than him. But we've all seen Javon Hargrave over the last, you know, five, six, seven games. Like, he's kind of been invisible. And, you know, I don't watch every Packers game. But, like... I can't sit here and say he's a huge snub that he didn't make it. Jake Elliott, like, I don't know. I can't get worked up about, like, a kicker snub, right? Even though for the Elliott brand, it would have been good to have a Jake Elliott in the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. But where I ultimately come down where we disagree on this is I do think, like, getting voted and being placed into the Pro Bowl is, like, a cool thing. Like, I I can see, and I understand by the time there's replacements and the game's stupid and all that stuff, they probably won't even play the game, right? But, like, I do think that players – outside of just the money aspect of it. Like, they should want to be voted into Pro Bowl. Like, it is a cool thing. And I yeah, do think... Uh, yeah, I'm fine with the player thing. I'm really not ripping that. It's Right. It's, I, that, I, I don't get the fans, fan though, anger. And I think for fans, though, like, it is cool to have your players voted into the Pro Bowl. So I, I get your point that the Pro Bowl itself as a product is bad. Like, it's a boring game to watch. Like, all those things. And, I, and the fact that so many people will drop out, like, minimizes... You know, if somebody's a pro bowler, right? Like, it minimizes it. But I think the initial voting, like, the initial naming of the pro bowl, I think is actually, like, pretty cool and pretty significant. That's where, where we disagree. Like, I, I I think it gets watered down as the process goes on. But the initial vote, I think, is meaningful. I get it. Look, and the initial vote is certainly more meaningful than the, you know— what it becomes in the end where essentially, like I just said, you know, everyone's going to make it and it's not really a big deal, but I do, I get your point. I just don't, I don't feel it in the same way. I like, again, like all pro I do. I think the all pro list like really, really matter. That's a true representation of, of the best players each year. And there's no stupid game that they don't play, but I, I get your point. Like for Jake Elliott though, like you mentioned Jake Elliott, like sometimes a guy is having a pro bowl season and it's not a snub. Like, Matt Gay's been better. <laughs> right. I love Jake Elliott. Well, you know, I keep, ever after every game, I'm like, can Jake Elliott get some credit? Like, this guy's yes. great. I mean, Matt Gay's 28 to 29 on field goals the year and has missed, or missed one extra point, and he's like four for four from up 50-plus. Like, Matt Gay's been better. It's okay. Jake Elliott's been amazing. Matt Gay's been just slightly better. Sometimes that happens. That's not a snub. That's just one kicker makes it and there happened to be one guy in your conference who is better than you. That's okay. Yeah, no, I agree. And look, it's not like the Eagles are whatever they'd be at this point. I don't know, like 12 and two, you know, however many, right. you know, 
Well, and that's They're a good example a with the Kenny Clark one. Like, the Packers' defense has been one of the best in football this year, and the Packers are the number one seed. Like, sometimes that carries weight. Yeah, whereas the Eagles' defense is only just good, right? They're not They're not great. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree. So, I, I think ultimately, like, I w- if Hargrave made it, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I guess. But I don't think he's a huge snub. And, look, people are mad on it on Twitter, but that's just what it is. I mean, people are going to argue about these things. To your point, like, I think a ton of energy is put into it and, like, let's build this case against why uh, Kenny Clark shouldn't have made it. But it's like, ultimately, it's over and it doesn't really matter. So, I think for the players, it's super cool. I understand the outrage, but I could see from a Twitter perspective how it can be annoying. All right. Uh, Parks picks bod in one minute. First, uh, we got a few reviews. Uh, yes. And again, shout out to everyone. Five-star reviews. When we get to 2,000 five-star reviews, we're taking the SATs. I'm terrified, but we want it anyway, so let's do it. So we're actually not that far off. We oh, got God. a whopping... 20 reviews. Wow. And again, time. we will answer any question that is asked in a review. Any question. Yes, we'll answer any and question. And a five-star review. If you leave a, a four-star review, I'm sorry. We're not answering a question. Five-star review, no. we're answering it. That's the one thing we say. Yeah, and so, actually, I'm not even going to give this guy any credit, but there was one guy that was, I thought, irrationally mean in a comment. But whatever. Oh. The majority of them were very nice. Oh, I know. Geez. Well, it's the same guy that does it again and again. He's mad we talk about Carson. It's like, bro, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, Carson is a part of the discussion. And also, but. it's not like we talk about him all the time. Like, I know. Trust me, hey, pal, whoever you are, I don't want to talk about Carson. If I never said the name Carson once again, I'd be incredibly happy about it. All right? I agree. So the one nice thing we said, and I think this is, like, very on brand for, like, what I think the vibe of our pod is. Someone left a comment. I of course, can't find it right now. But the the title was "I trust them to watch my kids," and I Aww, feel like that. I love the that. ultimate compliment. That yeah, is ult- awesome. Thank you. Ultimate compliment. I right. would do an amazing job. I'm just saying. It's true. I've I, seen I, you with Zoe. You're, I, you're pretty good. I love her. She's the best. You've said that. All right. So <laughs> I'm a dad. Who knew? All right. But uh, so I'll go through them. Some people did not leave questions, but I still want to shout them out. Uh, Space Manetti with a five star review. Very much appreciate it. Um, this person asked me to follow him on Twitter, which I will. Phil's fan 85. Uh, Allie 41. Let me Shout see. Out to Allie. No, no question there, but appreciate the review. She, yeah, she, she tweeted at us. Allie said she's excited. She can't wait for us to take the SATs. And I responded saying at least someone can't wait. So yes. Amen. Shout out to Allie. Okay. This guy, uh, Steph sick. This is actually a question for you that you would know the answer Ooh. to this. Ooh. How old do you have to be to call in the WIP? You have to be 18 years old. Okay, he's 18. He was always wondering if he should try to call in. Boom, brother. Call in. I'll take your call. You have to be 18 years old. And look, uh, many under 18 have squeezed their way in before. But but technically, you're supposed to be 18 years old. And look, we let them through. Say you're the 18 year old, and you'll get right on because I can't imagine there's a lot of 18 year olds calling. So we will know that if you call and say I'm the 18 year old from the Goldbirds pod who asked if he was old enough to call in, you're set, brother. Call me up. You're good. We're good. We'll put you right on. All right, this question is mostly for James, which I can see why. It's from JakeyV59. Would you trade every Eagles first and second round pick for the next three years if it guaranteed Howie Roseman got fired after the season? Dude, Man. I can't believe you're even considering this. I, 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 that's, uh, I don't think you could do that. I think it sets your franchise back too far, even with a better general manager. Oh, man. I might, though. I think I probably would. I don't that's know. Just I can't like, do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're so, right. That's three first and three seconds for three years. Like you're talking about digging yourself such a massive hole that whoever comes in at general managers at such a disadvantage. It doesn't matter how good they are. It's going to take so long to get back on your feet. All that. That yeah. It's probably it's probably not worth it. But like, you know, I do want him gone, Elliot. You I know you know, know that. You might I know, know you that. Know. All right. This next one is honestly such a great question and such a great take that I'm so jealous I didn't think of it. All right, this is going to rock your world. All right, this is number one Zep fan. Been listening for years. You're the best. Macro level, you're a <laughs> bottom line podcast. Would you rather have Jordan Mylotter or Justin Jefferson? Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Right? Wow. Right? Yeah. Um. Oh man, like this is really pulling at my heartstrings here, man. Like I don't. It's like choosing between my my children. Um, man. I think, so, I think the answer is so easy. You think it's my lotta? 
look, I, look, I know awesome. it. I like, I'm trying. That's why I was like, I knew what you were going to say because like, I know what the right answer should be. And that's how much I love Justin Jefferson that I'm like, can I pick him over right. a franchise left tackle? Could be the best in football. Like, no, I probably can't, but like, I want to Elliot. I agree. Like, so look, Jefferson is awesome. And also he's like super cool. Like he checks all the boxes of, of what I would want in a receiver. But Mylotta, also very good. Now, he does have injury issues, which I think has to be considered here. But he plays a more important position. And he also has, like, is awesome off the field, right? So I think it's Mylotta. And I actually think, like, if in terms of – I was thinking about this. In grading draft picks, are are Jalen Hurts and Jordan Mylotta two of, like, the best picks of the last five years? When you consider context, like, franchise left tackle in in the seventh round – Took Jalen Hurts in the second round, even though he had Carson. I don't think I don't think we can go there yet with Hurts. You know, I think because the the jury's still out. I, I think I think Jordan Mailata is potentially like assuming he stays on this track, like one of the best picks of the the twenty first century in the NFL. Wow! Like who made that pick? Jeff Stoutland. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out, great pick. <laughs> I forgot. About uh, that. Legitimately though, I mean seriously, to take a to take a rugby guy in the seventh round, who if he does live up to his potential and turns into one of like, let's say for one of the five best tackles, you know, he theoretically could be the best, like that's his ceiling. Um, if you take a, a rugby player in the seventh round and turn him into a top five left tackle for, for a decade, hopefully, or, or multiple, you know, five years, six years, even that, whatever, like, yeah, that's one of the great Eagles picks of all time. One of the best picks of the last 20 years without a doubt. I think really, mm. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's, you're coming around on Howie. All right. <laughs> N- next one from Dan. Was going to be a good one, but he only he didn't like finish the question. He put kiss, Mary kill, and then he just put Brandon Grammer Elliot. What? <laughs> like, there's no third person. Yeah. Like, so anyway, you don't have to answer that. I would well, hope yeah. you wouldn't kill me. But. No, I would marry you, buddy. I'll I know, kiss Brandon, I and I'll marry you. I appreciate it. Brandon, you know, I, 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 it would be a I, win-win I, situation. I guess whoever the third person was supposed to be on there just gets killed, and that yeah, sucks for exactly. whoever they were. I guess that's that. I mean, he'll hope it's not just. He's going to come back and be like, Zoe, ha! <laughs> gotcha. All right. Y'all owe me 10 says, would you rather eat your favorite meal for every meal the rest of your life or never be able to eat your what favorite meal ever again? Dude, yo, phenomenal hypothetical question. It that is very is, good. It is really good. That's like one of uh, Spike's um, jigsaw type of things yes. in terms of like the, the, the both Really, really great question. I would absolutely, without question, choose to not have my favorite meal ever again. I know that that sucks, but like I need variety. I'm a, I'm a, even I've told you this before. Like even when I order like a meal, like I can't just have like, if I go to like get a, a steak, I need the potatoes, I need the vegetables, I need the salad. Like I need, I need options. I need variety. Right. If I get a burger, I need the fries. I need a nugget. I need that. Like I can't just eat one thing. So that's my answer. But what a great, great question. And I'm guessing Elliot's the other way. If I had to bet. So you should definitely make your Twitter profile. If I get a burger, I need the fries. I feel like that's like a phenomenal saying. Like it's like supposed to like deep and motivational or something. Like if I if I got the burger, you know I need the fries. Like something like that. Um, so I actually love repetition. Like Kristen makes fun of me all the time. Like literally every time she asks, like, what do you want to make for dinner? Well, I normally ask her, but I'll always say pasta with blush sauce. Like I I get the same thing when I go to restaurants, like all those things. That being said. Every, the same meal for the rest of my life. It's too like, much. Yeah, like that's like saying if I pick my favorite meal, then I you can have never have it for have, breakfast and all that. Yeah. yeah, like I eat the same thing for breakfast every morning. Does that mean I have to have that for dinner as well? All right, let, let's slightly adjust it then for you. If you could have, if you could have one like the same meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but they could be separate meals. But you get so essentially three meals for the rest of your life, but it has to be the same three every day. Would you do that? So because I would not, I wouldn't do me. that either. I wouldn't do that either. Is my point. Kristen texted me from upstairs and put this sounds like your dream scenario. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So there, there we go. go. So that um, you would. Re- yes. Repeat that hypothetical. So you would, if you could have, essentially you could have the same meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for uh, the rest okay. of your life, but they could be different meals for each. So you know, you could have the same breakfast for the rest of your life, the same lunch for the rest of your life, the same dinner for the rest of your life, but those three things don't have to be the same. Would you choose that over never being able to have those meals again? So the responsible thing to do would be to pick those and then pick healthy things and then like you're good, right? But but the question is, how does this impact eating out? Like if we go on like a double date, do, like can yeah, I? Know? It's it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, almost have to choose the other one. But it's a really good hypothetical. It makes it. It is a very good one. 
All right, let's find another one. This person left a comment saying uh, Home Alone is as kid-friendly as Die Hard, but whatever. That's We all know whatever. We don't have to get back I mean, look, this. I think Home Alone is, is a little aggressive. You know, he... He beats the crap out of those guys and stuff, but, but come on. All right, I yeah okay. All right, this one's from who on who's on the beat. Uh, if you had to cheer for a different team, who would it be and why? Um, I think we've talked about this in the past. Yeah, before. I feel like we have. I would. I think I would cheer for the Jets. Uh, just because like who cares and uh, Green <laughs> and you know um like you know I, I don't hate the Jets and also I feel like when the Jets do well that makes Giants fans mad. Like we never see it, but it, it does. Right. So like I think there's a lot of hidden benefit. Obviously, it would have to be an AFC team. We all know that. Um, the Bills are the other one that pops to mind. Just but that's strictly for the fan base. Wanted to see that fan base actually finally win a Super Bowl. But I think I'd root for the Jets. So this next question is from Father Teresa. Who would you root for, by the way? You just sidestepping that one. Yeah. Uh, so growing up, like I always really liked Terrell Davis and the Broncos. Like that was I enjoyed them. So I would, I guess, I'd say them. Cool. What's next? Um, this is a weird question, and I don't know if this if we should even answer it. But what do you guys think about Arby's? I feel like it doesn't get any respect, but they must be doing something right. If I got super famous, the first thing I would do is call Arby's. That's, That's weird. Comment. I yeah. like Arby's. Arby's fine. I never have it that often, but when I do, I like it. So there's just something about Arby's that grosses me out. Like, I don't know if it's like the lunch meat thing that they try to push, but I've never super been into Arby's. But yeah, I like Arby's. It's yeah. fine. Um, all right. Let's see. I think we have any more questions. Uh, what's your favorite non-Super Bowl memory from Jay Barra 73? For me, it's definitely the snowball. Uh, I mean, it's... I mean- <laughs> How about let's say non-Super Bowl season because like my top five are all from that season just because it it all goes with that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, my favorite non-Super Bowl memory. I mean, fourth and one was pretty seminal for me as a kid because I hated Dallas so much and they were so wow, great. Wow, that feels and that so was, long ago. I know. I'm older than you. Um, that was a pretty big one for me as a kid. Um I was such a huge Randall fan when I was a kid. I remember the the Buffalo play as it happened. Like I was so excited about that. Like, but like those are like little things. Snowball's definitely a great one. Snowball's definitely up there for sure. All right, two more. Both very quick but very good questions. This one's from ASAP Kevin. If you had six months to train in a boxing match, could you beat Jake Paul in a fight? No, 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 definitely. Yeah, not. no shot. Definitely. Zero. Yeah, you could give me chance. five years and I wouldn't beat Jake Paul in a fight. Yeah, I mean, five years, but I agree. I don't think I've been. He's bigger and stronger than me. Like, I wouldn't beat Jake Paul, like, no matter how trained I was. He's more trained already, so he's coming, he's way ahead of me to begin with, and he's bigger and stronger. Like, I would lose to Jake Paul every time. He also knocked that dude out. Like, he's a boxer. Jake Paul's good. I would not, he would beat my ass. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree. Um, It'd be funny to watch. That was an an easy answer. Yeah. This one's probably the weirdest question we've ever gotten, so I had to say it. BPT9. On average, do you think the average American thinks they are, are above or below average at clipping their nails? I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> I, I like I've never once thought about anything other than just like can you be bad at it? I it just clip your clip your nail. No, I, I don't I don't honestly the answer to that is I don't think a single person other than the person asking this question, it seems, has ever once thought about how they compare is to clipping their nails to other people who clip their nails. I think that's the first time in human history this has been thought of. Congratulations. This person clearly has issues cutting their nails. Yeah, congratulations. You're the first person to ever think about this. So. All right. But I will say, in You're terms like, of questions, like that's what we're going for. So I appreciate five yeah, stars. Yeah, we like weird five stars. Give it to us. Exactly. So thank you for everyone that left their review. So we are now, as I said, I have it right here, 239 away. Boom. All right, get those reviews in. Make us make fools of ourselves. Take the SATs. All right, coming up in a second, the Parks Picks Pod. You know where this is going with the Parks Picks Pod. Download the Parks Sportsbook app. I don't know how you could go this whole season with us and not. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you're having a blast with us. And if you are, reach out to us, tweet at us. Hey, leave a review about how much you love the Parks uh, app. Uh, Leave a review asking questions about gambling, all that stuff. We love talking about it. We love the Parks Sportsbook app. It's so much fun. You can bet on everything, live in-game betting, the uh same game parlays, which are, you know, Elliot's favorite, favorite, favorite thing yes. on the planet. My favorite and way it, to lose money. Yeah, they're the best. And it's just, a, it's what a ride. What a rush, as we always say. And you can bet on everything, obviously, football, baseball, basketball, all that stuff. Um, and, and of course, you know, it just makes these games so much more fun having some action on them, Elliot. Like, we have been, uh, we've been locked in. And we'll be betting on these games we're about to pick, I would assume, my friend. 
Without question, we'll be putting together the parlay. The parlay, unfortunately, from what I've been told via James, did not hit, which is unfortunate. In fact, we missed on all three legs of the parlay. Um, Even if we had made it a money line parlay, we would have lost it. So uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. But you know what? We won two weeks ago. We won prior to that. We're going to win this time. So so get on now. Download the app. And here's the deal. New customers, if you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. A $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app. Or click parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Risk-free bet is refunded and site credit. The website has all the details. You must be 21 in President, Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, E. Fire them at me. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna hem and haw. I'm just gonna say the first number that I've not seen I love any lines. I purposefully did not when we decided the other day I was gonna do it. I've looked at nothing other than the Eagles line, which you told me on the pod. I have no idea. I'm literally going gut instinct. I'm not. I'm not even like taking my time. Let's plow through these games. All right, San Francisco at Tennessee. Big game for the Eagles. Real quick, just to make sure you are. Um, you are. Uh, uh gonna keep the winner losers for us this time. Yes, yes, I'm okay. writing it down. All right, awesome, because I've been writing it down, so just make sure. Okay, so um, give me the game again. San Francisco at Tennessee. Okay, so in Tennessee, I think San Francisco has to be favored. They are better, but I don't think it'll be much. I will say San Francisco by one and a half or two. I'll go two. Uh, San Francisco minus three. So close. Wow, okay, so some serious, some serious heat there for San Francisco. I like that. I'm taking the Titans. I am taking San Francisco. Boom! Off to a good start. I think San Francisco is just better. I, I think they're just. I think they're yeah, rounding in into Tennessee, form. Though I don't know. I feel like they I need get it. More. And Tennessee does need it coming off a big loss. Indian, they're in their in their grill all of a sudden. They're only a game right. back, so it's a big one. I'll take San Francisco just because I think they're a better football team. Cleveland at Green Bay. Cleveland at Green Bay. Cleveland with the COVID issues still. All that. I don't know who's going to be back. It's got to be over seven. I'll say Green Bay by eight. Wow, right on the nose. Boom! There you go. Mm, mm, right on go. the nose. Um, who are you going to take, Green Bay or Cleveland? Green Bay. I'm also going to take Green Bay. Yeah. This could be a potential parlay game. Yeah, uh, mark it down as a potential parlay game. Green Bay, is, they're, they're hitting their stride. All right. Now, uh, to be fair, in- to, let's remind ourselves last week, Green Bay in the parlay let us down. It's now, a good to be point. Fair, also, Tyler Huntley's fault, but, you know, we'll get through it. I definitely have certain things like uh, Catavius Caldwell Pope screwed me like twice on a same game parlay and I'll never bet on him again. So Green Bay happens. There are those guys where you're teams where you just kind of like, all right, I'm staying away from that. You know, exactly. All right. This is a good one. Indianapolis at Arizona. Oh, that is a good one. Um, Obviously, Arizona coming off a disastrous loss to Detroit didn't even show up. Indy looked really good against New England. I think Arizona still has to be favored at home, but I think it's going to be less than you would think. I'll say Arizona two and a half or three. I'll go Arizona. I'll give uh, Arizona by two and a half. Mm, you're you're better at this than I am. So it's Arizona minus one, but I think okay. the read on it was correct. right read though. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm taking the Colts. Wow. I think okay. the Colts are. I think the Colts are. Pretty decent right now, and I think they're finding their stride. You know, I think this team is earmuffs. Yeah, no. Well, I think honestly, in all reality, you can listen to this. In spite of their quarterback, I think they're a pretty good football team, and that's why I can't take them seriously. Yeah, they hide him. I can't take them seriously in the playoffs, but Arizona like feels like they're falling apart. Yeah, I agree with that, but I don't know if they're going to completely collapse. So I feel like they win this one. All right, this is not a parlay game. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Oh, that's a tough one. I was surprised um, by this line for what it's worth. So Lamar's still not practicing. I would guess it's slightly factored into that because I doubt Lamar is going to play if I had to bet. So um, I will make Cincy the favorite. Cincy by – it's in Cincy, right, you said? Correct, yeah. Two and a half. Three. So you were you are very close on these. I was surprised. You're right, the Lamar thing is definitely part of it. I'm taking the Bengals. I just in Cincy, the Lamar thing's up in the air. They could definitely still win the game. But if I had to pick, I'd pick Cincy. I feel like every time I start to trust Cincy, they ruin me. I know. I feel like Tyler Huntley's bound to win one of these games. So I'm going to take Baltimore. It's a weird one, but I'm going Baltimore. Probably the right pick to take the points, honestly. Um, All right, next one. Buffalo at New England. Rematch of that weather game. Massive game. Yeah, this is is for the AFC East potentially and and a big game for my Super Bowl pick. (laughs) I think this is an easy pick, but go ahead. Um, So in New England – 
I feel like New England Correct. has to be favored. They beat them last time, but I don't think it'll be a full three. I'll say New England by two. Two and a half. You're just Ooh, absolutely on fire so with these. Yeah, you're way better than me. Um, I'm definitely I'm good taking at this. the Patriots. Uh, good, I'm taking the Bills. I'm, I'm wow. going down with the ship, as they say, Elliot. It's going to be tough to find a parlay this week. Maybe that's yeah, a good thing. Maybe that's um, a good thing, buddy. Detroit at Atlanta. Oh, God. I honestly have no idea how to read this one. This think, line was really weird. I will, because Detroit's tough, man. Like, they're they're fighting. They've, they they've won hard. two in a row, right? Or whatever. Yeah, two in yeah. a row. Um, and they tied one. Like, they're playing decent football. And I think Atlanta stinks. I think Atlanta will still be, like, a sizable favorite. But not that big. I'm trying to say I want to go six or seven. I'll say Atlanta by six and a half. God, you're so fucking, oh, excuse me, earmuffs good at this. <laughs> um, Atlanta minus six. Wow, I was so close. Oh. I'm definitely taking Detroit. I am absolutely taking Detroit. Right, I, this could be a parlay. Part. Yeah, put a little note. I like De- I like with Detroit. Now, the one concern with this one, and this is why we have to make picks now on a Thursday. Uh, wait until Sunday because Jared Goff right now is in the COVID protocols. If Jared Goff is not playing, I definitely would not take the Lions. As crazy as that sounds, Jared Goff better than right. Tim Boyle. Um, but I, I'm assuming Goff's going to get back and play the way that you know this this is trended with these new rules they have and stuff. So I'll take the Lions. I might still too. take the Lions with the points. Ooh, I like that. Let's. Go. I might take the money line if Goff plays. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like the money line a lot as a bet if Goff plays. All right, Jacksonville at Jets. Just a oh, game. is this the worst game of the year? It has to be. <laughs> two bad that, is quarterbacks. It, is it also like a, for the first pick for one of them? Yeah, right? is it, could potentially. Um, it's in New York. Uh, yes. So the Jets, I guess, are favorite. I mean, this is a Jets by two. I have no idea. Jets minus one. Yeah, so close. Close. Um, I'm taking Jacksonville just because, like, Salah's in COVID. I don't oh, know. Oh, I forgot about all those COVID stuff with the Jets. That's a really good point. I was going to take the Jets, but hmm, I still think the Jets are better. I'll take the Jets. All right. Not a parlay game, I guess. No. Um, Chargers at Houston. Oh, my goodness. Um... Chargers by 10. Nine and a half. You're just mm. unbelievable at this. I'm like uh, oh, so close, though. Like, it's I know. Me. I'm like, you haven't right really there. hit any, but I, I, I don't one. think there's been a single I've one. one but, no, I've been really close on them. I feel good. I don't think there's Damn. been a single one. You've been more than two points off for what it's worth. Um, I'm taking the Chargers. I am, too. That could be a part of that one. I think Houston. Right. Although I think Houston earmuffs. I don't know if I have to say earmuffs for this, but one, two, three. I think Houston shot their load last weekend. Mm beating Jacksonville. Is that an probably earmuffs? an earmuff thing? I agree. Might as well, right? It's a yeah. innuendo. You don't want to explain that to your kid. <laughs> That's a perfect way to put it, Elliot. Yeah. Uh, Rams at Minnesota. Obviously, <laughs> massive game for the Eagles. Oh, my God. Go Rams. Uh, Rams at Minnesota. Uh, I think the Rams are favored. I don't know by how much. Probably not a ton. Rams by three. <laughs> right on the nose. Yes! Rams by three. Mm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm. Um, I'm taking the Rams. Me too. Potential parlay. Yeah. Look, did you see Minnesota against Chicago? Like Chicago did everything they possibly could I to know. give that game to Minnesota. Minnesota barely took it. Yeah. I, I think Minnesota is not good. I think I Mike also Zim- think Mike Zimmer's like not the good. Vikings are also a good dome team. Like uh, the Vikings and the Rams, I should say. Rams, like, I don't yeah. think there's a dome advantage here. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jets, uh, not Jets, sorry. Giants at Eagles. Do we save this one? Yeah, let's save it for the end. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. So this is a weird one because obviously no Mike Evans, no Chris Godwin, no Leonard Fournette. Um, that's a big, big hit to them. But Carolina is Cam freaking Newton as their quarterback. Carolina looks just totally cooked. Yeah. So I think it's got to be double digits. I just don't know how, especially with Brady coming off the like worst performance of his career and all that right. type of stuff. I'll say Bucks by 11 and a half. Ooh, still close. 10 and a half. But oh, I almost said ten and a half. Oh, I'm so mad at myself. I was this close to saying ten and a half, and I went. Isn't it the worst when you do that? I'm never it's, that close. It's, but it's it is soul the worst. crushing. It's soul crushing. Um. All right, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. I am too. I mean, I think after last week, you just. I'm just gonna trust Brady in this one, the and, only and also not trust Cam. Is it's in Carolina, but like. I, I just don't think Brady will have two bad games in a row. I agree. And also, as this is as much a bet on Brady as it is also a bet on Carolina just being awful. Like, I yes. think Carolina, at this point in the season, despite their record, is probably one of the five worst teams or six worst teams or whatever. So we actually have four parlay games, potentially. Wow, no, really? Five, five, yeah. Whoa. Um, Chicago at Seattle. Oh, my God. Talk about a game I couldn't care less about. Um, <laughs> Seattle by three and a half. 
This one you were off on. Seattle by six and a half. I had a feeling it might be way higher, but I'll take the Bears. I don't think Seattle should be favored by that much against anybody at any time. I, I thought it was probably four and a half, and I couldn't even pick four and a half. It's six and a half. That's crazy. Now, it's a Seattle line, and I guess the Justin Fields thing's concerning. If right, he's not Nick Foles play. by today. Yeah, well, so then that definitely means take the Bears. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm taking the Seattle. But. Yeah, Seattle's probably the smart call if Fields can't play, but I, I can't lay that many points with the Seattle team. Denver at Las Vegas. I can't believe I just took the Bears. I don't know if I, I could know. take the Bears either. I'm just thinking about Matt Nagy and that game. Exactly. Like he's checked out. All right. All right. You know what? I was just wrong about that. Put me on Seattle. I'll take. I'm all not. Right. It's not a parlay game for me, but I I can't take the Bears. Agreed. Against Russell Wilson, as bad as he's been. Denver at Las Vegas. It's a loser leaves town type of game here. Yeah. That's uh, what Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal always call those type of games where it's like, you know, season's over if you lose. Seasons might be over both, but this feels yeah. like uh, whoever loses this game is absolutely out. Where'd you say the game was? Denver or Oakland? Las Vegas. Or Las Vegas, I mean. Uh, Vegas by one and a half. One. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, let me double check this. I have Vegas plus one, but let me, let wow, me double really? check, check it Against on that one. Against Drew Locke, huh? It's a That's, one point game either way, but let me let me pull up the app. I'm really to, surprised. To, I would have thought Vegas would have been favored against Drew Locke. I'm I mean, I'm taking Las Vegas either way. Like, I'm I taking Vegas. I, there is no way I'm taking Drew Locke here, so I'm very with you. So let's give ourselves the the, the extra point for the betting. Purpose, good point. There's just something about Drew Locke that I can't completely kick myself of thinking he might be good, but I know he's not. But there's just something <laughs> I, I have. I know he's not, but I, you know. All right, they, yeah, they, uh, Raiders plus one. I had wow, it down wow. All right, yeah, I, I, I let's put the Raiders. That that's a parlay game for me. Okay, parlay. All right, uh, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Casey by nine, eight. So still very close. Mm, I almost went nine and a half, so I can't kill myself too much there. I was not going to go eight and a half or eight, so that that's fine. That's fair. I'll take KC. I'm taking Casey as well. Yeah. Parlay. They, they figured it out. No, I'm uh, only because it's. I don't like. I think there are others we like more, but put a note next to it and mention again. But I don't. I don't think I'm ready to put it there just because. Like, would it shock me if Pittsburgh scores late to Pittsburgh's a good garbage yeah, time team? Yeah, if they score late to to make it a you know six point game or something, that wouldn't shock me. So I think this one could be a parlay game, but Washington at Dallas. Oh man. Um. Heineke will be back. Still got to be close to double digits. Dallas by nine and a half. Ten and a half. Oh, I almost went ten. Um, I'm taking Dallas. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think uh, I think Washington kind of. I think they're done. Um, another important game for the Eagles Monday night: Miami at New Orleans. Yeah, a massive game, and it uh, looks like uh, as we're recording, Trevor Simeon uh, on the COVID list, and the report with it was expect more players on New Orleans, so that's a factor there as well. Um, it's in New Orleans? Yes. So I think they're pretty evenly matched as far as teams go. I'll say New Orleans by three. Yeah, classic three. There Boom. you go. Boom! And on a high note, I did pretty good. I'm pretty proud You did of very good. Yeah. I'm very impressed. That You're definitely good. better at this than I am. That was like, good. No question about it. Um. I'm definitely. I'm taking the Dolphins. Like I feel like people will overreact to what the uh, Saints just did. I will say the Dolphins going to New Orleans is a little worrisome, but they're playing good. I think they have the better quarterback, so I- I'm going to take the Dolphins. You know, I'm not betting against Brian Flores. You know, know I'm not. Know. I can't do it when that when the Dolphins need a game. The leader of men steps up. Brian Flores, Dan Campbell, Nick Sirianni, the three biggest leaders of men in the leaders game. of men in the league. Exactly. The, the, they're all the next Mike Tomlins. So this could be a parlay, but I actually think what we should do is build the parlay separately, and then we can same-game parlay it on Monday night. Ooh, I like that. We still need to pick the uh, Eagles, too, though. Yes. Uh, well, I'm definitely... <sighs> is it still 10 and a half? Is it's that 10. The number? It's 10. 10 or whatever, I mean? Yeah, 10. Um, I'm going to... I'm, I'm gonna... taking the Eagles. I, I just... The Giants, are they've given up. They have a third-string quarterback in there. I think we're overthinking the Sirianni thing a little bit. Like, 10's a lot, but... Ten is a lot, actually. <laughs> Ten is Division a lot. Division game. They lost them once. Look, I'm with you, man. The let, for for confidence' sake, I'll take the loss if I get it. Not team loss, but betting loss. I'll take the Eagles with you. Let let's let's put our money where our mouth is and back back the squad. So I will say, I bet you'd have to go back pretty far to find an Eagles Giants game like that was more than ten points. It's true. 
You know, yeah. like off the top of my head, I'm sure someone's listening. Like, oh, like, well, there was I, the 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 uh, Carson when they made the 2019, playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like 34 18 that last game of the year to make the. But even that game was close, if you remember. It like, was until the end. They kind of pulled covered, away right. and all that, but but still, I mean, that was a closer game. But. Definitely not a parlay game. No. All right. So um, let, let, what's where are we at with the parlay? So we're gonna save the Monday nighter, which is a good call. So what do we have for the other games? I know so uh, no have, matter what, Vegas is my favorite. So I want to put Vegas in no matter what. All right, so you definitely want to do Vegas. Okay. Um, we have Green Bay minus eight against Cleveland. We have Atlanta, uh, Detroit plus six against Atlanta. Love that one, right? Yeah, but we, it's too. a golf thing too, but Detroit plus six, and then Vegas is plus one. All right, I'm gonna have to open that in a second and put this in my phone, unless you want to do it as we build it. But, um, all right, we just did Atlanta. Uh, we had Chargers minus nine and a half against Houston. Yeah, I love that one. All right, my, I, I like that one too. Um, Rams Vikings feels like stay away from. We I both agree. Had, we already have too much at stake in that game as Eagles fans. Agreed. Um, Tampa Bay plus ten and a half. I don't really love that one as a parlay. No, I definitely don't. After last week, uh, and the Kansas City minus eight over Pittsburgh. I think Vegas. I think we go with the first three. I don't feel amazing about that. Because that keeps us at three, too. Which I, feel like one, but I think we pick three. I think we pick three. Okay. So, so Vegas, I'm building it right now. Vegas, Detroit, and do we do Green Bay? Let me see what it is with those three initially. Hold on. Okay. Because uh, we have actually two underdogs to start it, for what it's worth. Because we have oh. Detroit and Vegas, who are both technically underdogs. Um, and then Chargers is up to 10, for what it's worth. Oh, I like that. I like Chargers better than Green Bay. Let's go with those. Okay, we're just, so we're just gonna pray that Jared Goff plays. All right, so even then we I like the plus six. Lions plus six. I would, you know, you could convince me to money line, but okay. Uh, well, I, if we knew Goff was playing, I would. And I will say, if you're waiting like you should to make this parlay later in the week, if Goff is playing, make it with the money line. I agree. All right, Lions plus six, Raiders plus one, Chargers minus ten gets us to plus five ninety three. Boom. I think we just put 10 bucks on it, win 60, 10 to and win feel 59. Good. Yeah, I feel good about that. All right. Nice little 10. double. All right. Boom. This is a good 10. one, buddy. This is a good yeah, one. We I got a lot, got I, a lot done today. Doing it, I, I felt like we had too many parlay games, but it actually came together quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good. All right. Um, So no Go Birds radio show this weekend. It's Christmas. So everyone enjoy uh, your Christmas. I know that, you know, Elliot, it's his day of the year. It's my, so, it's my best. So, yeah, it's so the best get, day. So think about Elliot on Christmas and how happy Please he do. is and make yourself happy. And uh, like, yeah, we just love all of you. We literally, there would be, it would just be me and Elliot talking to each other if it weren't for all of you. Which it so. feels like right now because we're not in the studio and I'm sitting alone in the basement. So True. it does feel very much like it's just us talking to each other right now. But it's not, and that's but the beautiful it's not. thing. It's not. I mean, it As is te- technically right this second it is, but ultimately. Right. As Jeff Garcia would say, Merry Christmas. Look at Merry Christmas, Philadelphia. Ah, oh, I messed it up. <laughs> I think he actually says, over. I actually think he says, hey, Philadelphia, Merry Christmas, and people always say Merry Christmas, Philadelphia. It's something like that. Either yeah. way, what Jeff Garcia said. It's kind of like the difference between we're going to need a bigger boat and you're going to need a bigger boat. Like it just throws exactly like that. Well yeah. said, buddy. All right, everyone have a wonderful Christmas. Watch Die Hard if you can. The best oh Christmas God. movie of all Christmas movies. And uh, birds. Let's hope that uh, let's hope Nick's okay. Let's hope they go out and get a win on Sunday. Either way, we will 100% be back Sunday after the game to react. So um, until then, again, everyone have a, a happy, healthy, wonderful holidays and uh, and stay safe. And uh, I'm assuming no final thoughts. No, I feel like we did a lot of those during the questions. Love it. What Jeff Garcia said. He's Elliot and James. We'll talk to you guys soon.